baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, Lee. What would Trump do right now? Okay. If he was president. All right. Well, Trump wouldn't be in this situation with the Houthis. Exactly. That we you know what this is? This is piracy, okay? We haven't seen this since the founding like this. Joe Biden has managed to bring back piracy. We have it's why we had the Marines. These were yeah. Muslim right. pirates. Mm-hmm. That's who they were. Yeah. That's why they were so brutal. That's why they would make you walk the plank. They can do that to infidels. To so the shores of Tripoli. Yes, exactly. Okay. So what would Trump do right now? Well, first of all, Trump wouldn't do anything because Trump wouldn't be in this situation. Right. We, we've never had, I mean, it's really remarkable if you think about it. The Houthis, with the absolute unmitigated gall to hit one of our ships, are you kidding me? I mean, they've and, and they've been doing so many of these things. They, they, they also, I mean, there's there's like video now of a, of a helicopter where they have landed on a, on a cargo ship and, and taken it over. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, that's... Everything they're using to do that, yeah. Joe paid for. He is paying them to do this. Once you understand that, there's no other way you can look at $16 billion since 9-11. They were in a hurry to get them a lot of cash. This is where this modern military hardware that the Houthis... Yemen is very poor. Yes. Okay, these are sheep herders. Can I make one point? Yes. Quick point. You said modern military war, and you're right. They, this this is the first in world history used of a ballistic missile against a commercial ship in history. Ballistic missiles are shot up into the air, high altitude, and then come back down. That's that's what a ballistic missile is. This is a high-tech piece of weaponry. This is the first time it has been used in warfare, period. And it's being done by this Iranian-backed terrorist group. It is. And here's the here's the thing about this, okay? What would Trump do? I want to go back to this because like, just suppose this has happened. It wouldn't. But suppose it happened to him. Well, I'm listening. I, I just about came off of my seat over the break because I'm listening to, to General Jack Keene. Okay? He, yeah. He's on Fox News. He's as deep state as they get. So when he talks, you're hearing the deep state. Yeah. Okay, You're not hearing a, 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 a pr- predominantly American interest. You're hearing a NATO interest. You're hearing a World Economic Forum interest. You're hearing a Davos interest. That's who he is. What does he want to do? He's not a stupid man. What does he want to do? General Jack Keene. Well, we got to go after Iran. See how this works? No. What should we do right now? What would what would be the first thing a sane country would do in this situation? You talked about the first missile, right? A minute ago. What would we do? Take the money back. Damn it. Refray, refreeze the $10 billion. Do it now. How about also going back and putting the Houthi rebels on the terror watch list? That would work. Wow. Take back the 10 billion. Okay, so here's the thing. The $6 billion, right? Still, um, it's being drawn down, but it hasn't been completely drawn down, right? Remember what happened? Republicans in Congress about two months ago, they um, voted to claw it back. They voted to claw it back. Almost to a person, I think there was like 20 defections, the Democrats voted to let Iran keep it. We could claw back. In fact, Joe could do it. Mm-hmm. Take the $6 billion back. Then take the $10 billion back. Freeze it to punish Iran. That should, have been, that should be done by noon today. If you do not see that, 
you will know. Now, what they replace it with is we're Well, okay, but before we send our troops to die, how about we freeze the money for the munitions that'll be killing them? Crazy idea, I know. Well, no, then Iran couldn't afford the war. This is how stupid our foreign policy is. Yeah. And when someone like Jack Keane goes out there and pretends he doesn't know about that $16 billion and he just wants to have a war with Iran, and he doesn't throw in, hey, but first, let's sanction them. Hey, but first, let's put the yeah. sanctions back on that we let expire just months ago that allow Iran to buy the missile with which to kill our troops. With, I mean, literally, think about this for a minute. This boggles the mind. Our troops in Syria, our troops in Iraq have been hit 148 times. Mm-hmm. Yet our commander-in-chief has lifted, lifted just a few months ago the sanctions that keep Iran from buying a missile. Yeah. He is a ho- he is homicidal to you if you are in the military. And so for General Jack King to not point this stuff out because I know damn well he knows it. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? These are the things you would do by noon if you were an American and the president simultaneously. He's not. He's not. They are paying for this. They want this for some reason. And I I argued in the Battleground America podcast yesterday. Generally, I wasn't talking about Houthis. I was telling you what to look for this year. They want a war with a nuclear-armed country. They want it bad. They don't care if it's Iran. They don't care if it's Russia. They're hoping a war with Iran will draw in Russia. That'd be their ultimate so that they can get the power that goes with that. And I explained the three ways they will get into this. So I don't know if, you know, Catherine Herridge, who's got excellent sources, very respected CBS News reporter, saying, hey, we're going to have a black swan event. And hey, these are the three ways we're going to get into it. I flesh out what she's talking about in that podcast yesterday, the three ways. Um, And you're seeing one of them today. With Jack Keane doing exactly what Joe Biden wants, General Jack Keane, let's go fight Iran while we pay them to fight us. Yeah. We buy their missiles. We make sure they can buy more missiles by lifting the sanctions. And here's the problem. You listen to this show, you would correctly interpret you're out of your mind to join the U.S. military right now. You'd have to be out of your mind. Well, we have got to get to a point where we do the easy things first, where we do everything possible. Do everything possible to keep from escalating this, although I I do think that this was the right thing to do. It's just too little and it's too late. Here's another thing that could have been done a long time ago. Why don't we send our U.N. ambassador to the U.N.? You know how much I dislike the U.N. to yes. begin with. But uh, send our U.N. ambassador to the U.N. and simply tell the U.N. Security Council that until Iran is removed from the chair of the Human Rights Council, that we will block any further votes by the U.N. Security Council, period. End of story. And just walk away mm-hmm. and isolate Iran even further. They should be isolated diplomatically. They should be isolated economically and isolated militarily. And then that we should be spending our time talking about what Iran is doing in promoting the attacks on Israel from Hezbollah out of Lebanon into Israel and how they're backing everything from Yemen to also the Gaza Strip and keep hammering diplomatically them all across the world with all of their so-called supporters. And all of this is the easy stuff. That doesn't put any American lives in danger. That doesn't spend any ordinance. That just makes diplomats busy. And that's a good thing to do. Unless your goal is to get in a war. Well, you want yeah, the war. See, there you then, go. You're <laughs> yeah. then you're Jackie. Then you're Jackie. And look, you got to understand there's two forces driving this. There's the power that Tucker Carlson just described to you. Hey, in war, they can shut down speech. Hey, in war, they could put you in jail for not going along with the program. They can do a lot of things. So they've got all the power that they want to have. They need to get that power back from COVID. This is the only way they know to do it. But also, as Tucker explained, and he's right, 
the the military industrial con complex contractors are starving right now because there's no Afghanistan, there's no Iraq. That was shut down. They are demanding something to do to earn billions of dollars. That money gets recycled back as political donations. But a lot of these Congress members also sit on their boards. So that is 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 what is going on here. And and you want to talk about you get into a military conflict within a nuclear armed a, a nuclear armed country, uh, they get everything they want. Well, and the other thing that should have happened. When the first attacks on U.S. troops occurred, when the first attacks on those commercial uh, com, uh, commercial shipping uh, occurred in, in the Red Sea, there should have been immediate response from the U.S. and U.K. and, and other coalition forces. I got no problem with involving other countries in this. Should have immediately taken out the bases where those things came from, oh, their yeah. supply yeah. lines, mm-hmm. the roads to that, yep. the port where it came in, and any other high-profile uh, individuals that they could uh, identify, take out with precision strikes. We have the intel. We have the technology, we have the capability, and we sit on it for no apparent reason. And it doesn't do us a dead blame bit of good when we spend trillions of dollars on defense and don't use it in specific precision ways that, that take into account the, the diplomatic issue that we're trying to deal with, but also show that this country has strength and we're not afraid to use it. By the way, we know what doing those things entirely executively does. We know how effective it is because Trump did them. And I would point it out in the beginning of the show, if you go back and read about Iran during the Trump era, he did all of this and yes, more, yes. okay? He he had them so cut off from funds with sanctions, the Iranian people were going without food. They were hungry. They did not have the funds to buy food. They were literally physically hungry. And that is why you saw so many of them in the streets up against this regime. We need them to take out this regime. Trump was getting there. Um, and and so Joe Biden immediately takes the sanctions off and delists the Houthis as a terror group. Why? So he can give the money to Iran so they could feed it into the Houthis. And he still hasn't restored that. This oh, is the organization. This is the organization that is lobbing missiles, drones, and and you know trying to hijack ships and everything. And we still won't call them a terrorist organization. No, no, of course not. No, we're not going to do that. We want a war. It's part of the plan. We I, want I, don't, I don't know what the conclusion war. you get to. That's it. And they're in a hurry. That was the point of the $16 billion. Because we know from the IAEA, they have told us Iran is on the cusp. They have jacked up the um, enrichment to 60%. There is no country on earth that's not a nuclear-armed country that doesn't have that. They And, and, and that essentially they will have these nuclear weapons so they got to get them the nuclear weapons before the election, preferably, uh, to get what they want. And once you see this, the news begins to make sense. You see that how cynical it is for General Jack Keane to be saying, let's fight Iran. But he's not saying, let's stop funding Iran. Why? Because Iran can't fight us if we don't fund them. Yes, they really are that cynical. Well, this has been a remarkable week. Do you, let me take you back to where we were back in the day during COVID. I mean, do you remember what that was like? Start with two weeks to stop spread. Don't worry. We'll reopen everything in two weeks. Don't worry about that business of yours, that job of yours. Don't worry about it. It'll be good. Two weeks to stop the spread. Oh, and you had to socially distance. And it was settled science. Remember that? It was settled science. If you didn't go along with it, something wrong with you. And it did not come from that Wuhan lab. It did not. If you think that, you are a racist. Donald Trump is a racist for saying it came from the Wuhan lab. 
And do you remember the number of Anthony Fauci interviews in which all three of those things were expressed? Settled science. And remember, he told us, I am the science. What, you know, what is the science? He says, it's me. I'm science. He's the human embodiment of science, like a god. So when I, when I say Wuhan lab, virus escape, social distancing, lockdowns, shot works, better get the shot or you lose your job. That right there is COVID. Those four things. That is the backbone of the COVID con. We now know all four were fake. All four were fake. And we would have known that at the time were it not for the FBI. Censoring us. Elvis Chan, most especially. I wonder where he is. They're trying to get him to testify before Congress. He had left the country to avoid that. Weird, huh? Anyway, I wonder if they've ever found him. He, he, he skipped his interview date. I haven't been able to find anything on it in the news. If you have something, send, send it to me. Yeah, he's like, I guess, internationally on the run like a criminal. But whatever. Elvis Chan was the one doing the censoring of the world's foremost virologists who were telling us this is a crock, this is a crock, this is a crock. Oh, look, there goes your account. Yes. Oh, and your LinkedIn account's gone too. Good luck getting a job. And these were people from Stanford and Oxford who were begging us, stop this, stop this madness. But we could only listen to one man. It could only be Anthony Fauci and no other man. Well, he's had quite a week, y'all. And I only bring this up because I want you to remember it next time. When they, when 17 intel agencies say, beyond a doubt, Russia has meddled in our, oh, they made that up, didn't they? 17 intelligence agencies say, with confidence, Russia hacked the DNC. Oh, they made that up too. 51 intelligence heads say, that's Russian disinformation. It's not Hunter Biden's lat lie. When the New York Post gets censored, it turns out by the FBI. I want you to remember today, because Anthony Fauci laughed at you this week, the casualness with which he admitted, he laughed at the media too, really. It's not just us. Which, which he admitted, oh, social distancing. Yeah, there's not really any science behind that. <laughs> he said there was zero scientific basis. Oh, and by the way, he said he didn't really even know where it came from. That's not what he said in all his interviews. No, 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 no. He told us it was the real deal. It was settled science. You had better believe or else. And the problem is that Henry McMaster destroyed businesses in this state with it because he said, well, social distancing, six feet. Okay, so you can only operate your restaurant when he allowed you to do it at all at half capacity. They went out of business. Remember when I took the Greenville News article and I read all those businesses that had gone out of business because of this lie? Now he admits he doesn't really even actually know if the virus came out of the Wuhan lab or not, might have. Casual. Do you know how many interviews he did saying it didn't? Do you know he was behind the seminal research paper the media used to mock those of us who said it came out of Wuhan correctly, by the way? I did a turn in Facebook jail for that. My Facebook reach is still limited. I've got 31,000 followers, but struggle to get 20 hits because I told you the truth because I wouldn't lie. And he just sits there in front of the congressional committee that he was testifying for this week and says, yeah, I don't really know where social distancing came from. I don't think there's a scientific basis for it. Really? Now, put that with Dr. Deborah Burks admitting in her book that two weeks to stop the spread, she just made that up. She had seen some videos out of China, some people dropping down the street, and she was very scared. So she thought that what we need, because she was very scared, is we just need to shut it down. 
And she said two weeks to stop the spread. She said, I came up with that. I made it up. Anthony Fauci ran with it. And we told the people, she said, but I just made it up. I made it up to get two weeks to buy time to make something else up so we could keep uh, the country shut down. And she expected to be lauded for it. And now we have Fauci with the ultimate slap in the face. Oh, hey, yeah, I, I don't know. Could have come out of the Wuhan lab. Well, this is a guy who pulled together a bunch of scientists he'd given grants to. People who know they're beholden to Fauci for their entire funding and their department's entire funding and demanded they write an article published in a scientific journal saying there's no way, no how it came out of Wuhan. He was behind it. We have the emails. And then that was used by the media to shut down all talk of it. Do you know how much danger we've been in since then? Every single damn day, how much danger we are in as the Wuhan lab continues to operate and we do not acknowledge this is reality. And he just goes into Congress this week and casually drops, yeah, social distancing. I don't know really where that came from. There wasn't a lot of scientific input. He all but told you he made it up. Oh, yeah, Wuhan might have come from Wuhan. Yeah, might have. And then he admits he might have funded it. He didn't put it that way. He said, well, you know, uh, there's a lot of grants. They went to the Wuhan lab, gain a function. Yeah, that's where you take a not very dangerous virus. You ramp up its virality. And then you teach it to jump to humans. Yeah, that, those grants. Yeah, about those grants. Okay, we did make them, but I didn't read them. I mean, that wasn't me that did that. Okay, it was in my name, but it was people beneath me. So, you know. He's laughing at us. He got away with it. He's a homicidal maniac. He got away with hijacking a country. And this is the week he admits it. Remember this the next time 17 intelligence agencies say, because they're full of it. I think this is fascinating. I'm not surprised, but I think it's fascinating. You know, we've had so many stories, but the military can't reach its recruitment targets. It's missing its recruitment targets. and People want to be in the military, and I mean, they're missing them by a lot. Well, <laughs> we've just learned who's not joining the military, and they all have something in common. Largely, anyway. They're white. Military.com article on this. They're white. There's been a dramatic drop-off. The last year, things were normal with military recruitment, because nothing's normal in this country anymore. The last year, things were normal with military recruitment was 2018. About 44,000 white recruits, mostly men, but some women too, showed up. And that, you know, was, was about average. It's about what you'd expect. No problems. And then the decline begins quickly in 2019. And it accelerates to where in 2023, there were only 22,000. There had been 44,000 as recently as 2018. So what's going on here? What 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 is this? And it's really interesting that military.com reports there hasn't been a significant demographic change in any other group joining, except white people, mainly men, but also some women. Well, okay. What do we know about white men in particular? They're the most conservative group of people in this country. They're also the most patriotic. We know the conservative part about it for, for sure. I mean, we did poll after poll. This is why the left hates white men, because they won't go along. If they went along, they'd leave them alone. 
they hate them because they won't go along. And so they've declared war on them, essentially. And our military leadership, no, exi- you know, no um, exception to that. Are you seeing this among people that you know or people who would have otherwise joined the military? Because we've been talking about it for a long time. And it's just, it's the accumulative effect. Sorry, let me grab this. It's the cumulative effect of story after story after story after story. We've seen the recruitment videos. Um, We've seen the announcements in various branches of the military that they uh, will prosecute you on the military code if you misgender somebody. You've got to use the gender pronouns. Uh, You've, you know, we're doing recruitment now using uh, transgender individuals, men, biological men who are fully dressed as women in their uniforms. They are doing everything they can to deliver a unified message to conservatives. Don't join. Don't, we don't want you. We will prosecute you. If you use the wrong pronoun, you're not going to be accepted here. That's where we are. And they're emptying, they're emptying out the military. She's absolutely genius. They're emptying out the military. But what we're seeing in this alienation is that white people no longer joining. And again, to me, I, I, whenever we do anything with race, that's, that makes me uncomfortable. Race is just a skin color. It's not very, it's just a physical characteristic. But I think what it's a proxy for is when, again, when you pull white males, they are overwhelmingly conservative. And we had, the, you know, this week we had some really good news, I thought. Because, you know, it'd be easy to think, well, this, and, and military leaders have, have blamed this. They said, well, it's generation, you know, they're not really into all this. Well, here's the problem uh, with that. They are. Men, young men, 18 to 29, are becoming more and more conservative. We had that this week. So that's weird. It's not that. It's not these guys are like soy boys. They're very liberal. That's why I'm not joining. They don't like the military. It's not that. Again, these incredible numbers. um, When asked... Young men, 18 to 29, if they would vote Democratic in 2024, a whopping 49% said they would. 18 to 29. Compared to 2015 when just 36% said they would. So it's gone from 36% to 49. And that held for a while. 2016, it was 36%. 2017 began to rise 39%. Then 2018, 42. 2019, 42. 2020, 44, 2021, 45, 2022, 47. Now we're up 49. So we're watching young men who, you know, I mean, like young people have traditionally been liberal, trend to the right. More so, significantly more so than they were in 2015, 36%, 2014, 37%. So so as young men are getting more conservative relative to where they were 10 years ago, They're rejecting the military because the military is woke. They don't recognize it. It's Marxist. And you know why I think it's interesting? If you look at the year this started, this really started in 2019, right? So Trump's still in office. So why would this happen? It's because of Milley. Do you remember Milley? As hateful as that man is, he's got the nastiest face. Milley's running around. I don't know why Trump didn't get rid of Milley, but he didn't. Milley's running around and he is talking up DEI and he's talking, he's making the military academy guys 
read Abraham Kendi's book, which was a horror show of we, you know, we need to use federal agencies to silence free speech. We need to use federal agencies to seize lands and give it back to minorities and indigenous peoples. I mean, like just cray cray. And Millie wouldn't shut up. You remember this. And he was running around. Millie was holding hands with our enemies. Uh, he was committing treason by telling China, hey, if Trump gave the order to attack, he wouldn't do it. He called them twice to make sure they knew. That was Millie. And so you got these young men. They're in tune. Uh, they're conservative. They're increasingly conservative. And they're going, no, 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 I can't. No, I serve under that guy. Are you crazy? Turn self-determination over my life over to that? All as they held transgender drag shows in Afghanistan on bases. I mean, it's just drumbeat day after day after day after day of, of, of just like, what? This is the military? Texture writes, if Trump wins, you will see a massive military enlistment. I don't think you will. I, I don't think you will. Because it started under Trump. And again, what, it, it was because of the military leaders. And let me tell you why it started under Trump. Because Obama before him had purged the military. Over 111 of them, Investors Business Daily had reported, and, and it was totally political. And they documented, they were pushed out, pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. So even though Trump was the president, it didn't matter. The leaders of the military were woke. The, the, the military is as captured as the FBI. And so they continued doing all this stuff under Trump. And that's why. And so they have been telegraphing the message everywhere they can. Stay away, stay away. Stay away. I mean, do you remember when Austin, um, you know, when when it was announced they were going to go through social media and see if you were an abortion, uh, an anti-abortion pro-choice person, that they were going to investigate the military for seditious views, which are just views of half the country. You 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 can't join the military. God knows what they'll do to you. And if you want an example of what they'll do to you, don't invest your life because the next hot shot that comes along that doesn't work but gives you myocarditis, they're going to make you put it in your arm. So, oh, this is interesting. Texter writes on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307, the number one recruiters are vets, veterans. We used to push people to join. That has now changed. I hear so much of that on the text line. In fact, we had a guy who was a military official earlier on the text line saying he talked his two sons out of joining. I mean, wow. We did that with our sons. My husband was a Marine. That's not because we're not patriotic. It's because, oh my God, you can't do, you mean, serve under these people? They're nuts. You must go join your local branch of the Democrat Party and knock doors. Um, let's see. Text writes, I wouldn't recommend any of my friends' children or grandchildren join the military under a liberal president from any political party. Yeah, and again, I think it's worse than that because I, I, I think the, these le this leadership is left. It's, uh, it's wild. Uh, it's wild. All right. Be back in a minute. Texter writes, why would any young man want to join today's military? You'd be required to be shot by a vaccine that attacks men in your age group. And there ain't no purple hearts for that wound. Wow. Uh, Texter rates. We're replacing the U.S. Army with the Democrat Army. 
Another text rates started under Trump because they started pushing the vaccine. I believe Trump has learned a great lesson. Well, to be fair, the, the pushing of the vaccine, I mean, Trump did push the vaccine, but he didn't force the military to take it. That was Joe Biden. Uh, he did take credit for the vaccine uh, and still does today, uh, but he uh, he didn't push it on the military. Uh, text rates, um, Tara, our military is a joke now because of our government. Why would you even want to join a military right now with all the information that you've given out this morning? Yeah, um, and, th- and this is exactly why. I mean, when you, and when you have the, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff saying, you know, hey, I promote by diversity. His, uh, his name is Charles Brown. I purposely build my office, my front office, my team with diversity. I hire for diversity because they all bring different perspectives, he said in an interview. Well, I mean, what does that tell a potential white recruit? It tells them you shouldn't even bother signing your life away because you're not going to be treated fairly. You're not going to be promoted based on merit. Um, and those days are gone. You know, I mean, if, had the army spent less time promoting woke ideology and more time focusing on its mission, the situation wouldn't exist. But I think it's on purpose. I think they purposely meant to beat down uh, their membership. And I, th- I think because they have a very real plan to replace them with illegal immigrants. And I mean, again, Senator Dick Durbin, here, here you go. I mean, just a, what, a month ago now. My colleague from the state of Illinois has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? Yeah, so there's Democrat senators. Right? You see why they did this? is on purpose. It's all on purpose. This is why Obama purged the military. They've been getting to this for about a decade. Anyway... Texture rights, this is the point I want to make. Texture rights, how about joining the South Carolina State Guard? Look where the fight is today. Look look who is doing something that truly protects the country today, right now, this moment. It's in Texas. It's the National Guard. And they are being deployed into that park in Texas that Governor Abbott has ejected the Border Patrol. The Federal Border Patrol has ejected them from the park, said, no, go away. You are, they are blocking them. They cannot enter. Joe Biden's going to freak out when he finally wakes up this morning. Well, it's almost 10. You think he's finally up? Oh, he's got freak. And what, because the, the park had become like a super highway for illegals and the Border Patrol was in the park, which is supposed to be for Texas citizens, uh, you know, processing Joe's voters. And they were ejected from the park and the problem was solved by Texas. The National Guard, they put up the, the concertina wire. They put up the barriers. The illegal immigration immediately stopped. And the Border Patrol, ironically, it rejected from Entering, pushed away. Joe's going to freak out, but the Border Patrol loved it. They're like, thank you. Now we can go back doing our job instead of processing illegals. What do you hear the Democrats scream about this over the weekend? Oh, they're going to freak. But this is what needs to happen. If you want to fight for your country, you need to do it at the state level in a National Guard. That's where the fight of the future is. And you saw it today in Texas. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 